You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcast.com. Hi there, I'm Mark. And you've thrown my weenus out of whack. I'm Ryan. And I'm mad about you. Yeah. Um, welcome back to Watching Friends. We are the podcast that chronologically goes through every episode of the TV show Friends. And we put in clips and we talk about it. And by now, you should you should know what we're doing. Yeah, this much. would be a f- weird first episode to choose yeah, the first time. Imagine the kind of like lifestyle someone leads if they just randomly start on like episode 16 or something. Yeah, well, like, technically, it'd be what seventeen with the reunion. It would be yes. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a weird one to just choose as your first one. Like, I do know some people who like to start at the end and work their way back through things because they're like, I want to know the ending, and then I'm happy like going backwards to find out how they got there, so oh. there's no surprises. I wonder what our final episode will be like. Just me and you crying about how much we love Friends and how we wish it would come back, but we don't want it to come back. It would ruin it. No, I think our final episode will be like all watching Friends. Uh, viewing's art which is we start at the beginning again <laughs> and you can listen to us repeat ourselves somehow right why not yeah don't start it again we'll just re-record them or we'll we'll, re- we'll commentate our own episodes of the podcast <laughs> that, that, they will certainly be much better than what we're doing now right because we would have had like five years of experience by that point true so you know we can do episode one again and it'll be amazing and you know maybe we'll be better for our facts by then as well, as well. we can even move on to joey I I want to look at Joey. I've seen the first season of Joey. I quite like it. I it wasn't Friends, but I think it it, it morphs into its own thing about halfway through the first season, and and you're like, oh, this is quite good. I've never watched the second season there because it was really difficult to get hold of here. So I've been watching The Sopranos, and the girl who plays Joey's cousin is it? Okay. Uh, oh, what's her name? Andrew. She's in she's in quite a few things, isn't yeah. she? But I. I recognised that while watching Sopranos and couldn't work out where I knew her from. And I was like, why, why do I recognise this woman? I've not seen Sopranos before. I don't understand why this woman seems so familiar to me. She plays Joey's sister in, or cousin, wherever really. She's yeah. in Joey. And I saw a random box set of Joey and saw her on it and was like, oh my God, it's from Sopranos. I got really excited. <laughs> like it, but it's been bugging me for like four months of watching Sopranos. <laughs> and you so finally, figured, finally it figured it out. Well, we're going to start with episode 16, the one with two parts. Part one. A clunky title. It is. But that's friends for you at times, right? I mean, it's a better title than last week's title of The One with the Stoner. Yeah, it should have been about the wiener, shouldn't it? It should. <laughs> it's still the worst title ever is still The One with the Thumb. Okay. Because yeah. it's just not evocative of the episode at all. Well, let's get right into this episode. So we're in a snowy uh, New York and we've got Joey and Chandler at just a, a random restaurant. It looks quite fancy for them to, to be at. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot more high-end than Central Park, that's for sure. Oh, that's, that's not really a restaurant, but where they're at looks... It's for for both of them... Restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's nicer than Central Park. Yeah, I, and I can't really imagine like Joey and Chandler going to a restaurant together. Like, that, that's not Joey's place, is it? Like, why were they in this part of town? Yeah, like, like Ross and Chandler, yeah, but not, not Joey. Uh, but, you know, they see Phoebe's waitressing. That's a bit weird. Yeah, weird turn up for the books. Why is she doing that? Uh, well, she's a bit off. She's super sarcastic and slightly aggressive. Um, 
I wonder who it could be. This is unbelievable. It's been like a half an hour. This was a cartoon. You'd be looking like a ham right about now. <laughs> oh, there's the waitress. Excuse me, miss. Hello, miss. That's Wait. Phoebe. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hi. Okay, will that be all? Wait, wait, what, what are you doing here? Yeah, um, I was over there, and then you said, excuse me, hello, miss, so now I'm here. No, no, how come you're working here? Right, yeah, because it's close to where I live, and the aprons are really cute. Can we start over? Yeah, okay, great, I'm going to be over here. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I quite like Mean Phoebe. It's quite an interesting take. Uh... This makes more sense, I guess, if you're an American and have seen Mad About You. Mm-hmm. So I've never seen it. Didn't even know it was really a thing. Like, I, I, I knew about Ursula being based on a character from it, but beyond that, I knew nothing. I loved Mad About You. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I was too young to probably understand 99% of the jokes. Okay. Tell, tell us about Mad About You. So it's essentially about a dysfunctional married couple. Um, and I don't remember huge amounts about it. I remember Helen Hunt being in it. I forget the guy who played a partner, but he was the douche in Aliens. Okay. Um, but I remember watching it all the time when I was probably in like my middle teens, mm. and I would just be sat there watching it because it was like, I think in my head it was like, this is my sophisticated show, where like it was like clever and witty and obeying, and I was like, oh, this is great, I'm going to watch it. But I, re- I watched it every time it was on. And was, you, was this on like when Friends was on for you? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. But I don't ever remember seeing Ursula. In, in the show. Right, okay. It so was, I, I don't know if like she's like a big character in this or a little tiny one that appears randomly. Like I can't see the part being like her there in every episode in a big way. No, it was it was on a random Sky channel. I think it was like the Paramount Comedy Channel, even mm. though I don't think Paramount made the show. But either way, um, it was on a channel on Sky. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't religiously watch it. It wasn't like Friends where I'd make sure I was tuning in week in, week out to watch it. If okay. it was on, I'd leave it on. Um, and obviously, Bing, being the time that you know it wasn't like a streaming service where I could be like, oh, I'll just binge watch all of Mad About You. It was just, oh, that's on. Kind of like Frasier. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. on. It's amazing. I'll watch it. Um, not quite. So, so, so worth a watch? I think so. Like my nostalgic brain thinks so. Maybe I'll have to find a way of watching it. But okay, it was. I remember it being probably wittier than funny. Okay, but yeah, I, 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 I think that's fine. I think in my head at the time, I was like, that's relationship goals. I don't like. It. It's funny people who love the show. So now going, it's not Ryan. But in my head. It, you know, they seem like a an entertaining couple, at least. Well, we've pointed this out in a previous episode. Like the the whole idea for for Ursula, I guess, is that Mad About You was on before Friends. Like literally, Friends started as Mad About You finished, and they was like, "Oh well, they're going to see you know uh, Phoebe slash Ursula. Why is she in two TV shows?" And, you know, people were dumb. They don't realise actors are playing these parts. They think they're real-life people that are being filmed, right? And so there's, like, I, you know, I think they wanted to do it as, like, a fun nod. Like, oh, you know, we're right after Mad About You. We've got the same actor. Why don't we just have to mean there's, like, a bit part? And, like, it explains it away for some people, but it's also, like, just funny for us. And I think it works. Yeah, I'd like to think that it was more let's have some fun with this and not underestimate the intelligence of our audience. But, no. But who knows? Um, but but it works, you know. You, you come from one show and you're like, hey, that's the same actress. And if they do it in this fun way, you're like, ah, oh, that's funny. Like they've actually got the, the same character as well. I'm curious, did Phoebe ever pop up in Mad About You as Phoebe? I'm not sure. I don't, we'll watch it and find. Should it. find out. Uh, but, you know, she she 
she plays it so well that it doesn't matter if you don't know who the character is. No. So so you first time you meet Ursula, you're like totally believe it. Like, oh, okay, she's got a twin. She's mentioned before. And yeah, this this is fine. Uh we we'll talk about Ursula a lot more later on in this episode. Um but we head over to the coffee house where Ross uh Ross's monkey is a bit out of control. Really and I, I know you've been a bit dirty minded there. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm talking about Marcel, of course. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. You know, what what else could I be referring to? Uh stop being so dirty minded. Bulver. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, he's, he's deleting phone messages and peeing everywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Marcel still at this point. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's a short aside because we're going to find out a bit more about Phoebe's sister. All right, now look at her and tell me she doesn't look exactly like her sister. Well, I'm saying I see a difference. They're twins. I don't care. Phoebe's Phoebe. Ursula's hot. <laughs> you know that thing when you and I talk to each other about things? Yeah. Let's not do that anymore. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Phoebes. Guess who we saw today? Oh, oh, fun. Okay. Um, Liam Neeson. No. Morley Safer. Nope. The woman who cuts my hair. No. Okay. Look, this could be a really long game. Your sister, Ursula. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She works over at that place. Uh... Riffs. Yeah, I know. Oh, you do? Because she said you guys haven't talked in, like, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, is she fat? This is an early Liam Neeson reference. It is. Like, who was Liam Neeson back then? Yeah, like, everyone knew him from Taken. Maybe because we're younger than, than, you know, the Friends cast. Maybe people did know who Liam Neeson was back then. Maybe. To us, he's Taken and Qui-Gon That would be weird seeing, like, a 20-year-old Liam Neeson, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else in him when he's that young. No. So, uh, but, you know, we have like joey and chana discussing ursula and joey's like she's hot and it's like okay she's an identical twin yep i wouldn't look at one identical twin and go they're hot but they're not hot like if they're identical twins they're gonna look pretty similar right and i totally get it because he hasn't got like we've all had friends that have been attractive but we're not necessarily attracted to well there's i i had some friends at school who were identical twins and you know, even up close, you could look at them, and it would take. It took me many years to be like, I can definitely tell who's who just by looking at you, because they they dressed and looked so alike. Personality-wise, they were completely different. One was quite quite shy, but but very funny, and the other one was like more outgoing, um, but more, uh, I guess maybe like intellectual rather than funny, yeah, sort of thing. Uh, and you could definitely tell them apart that way, and 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 whatnot. And like you could be like, yes, I prefer this person over that one based on their personality, but. Looks-wise, you're like, they look pretty much the same. No, I'm still with Joey. Because he's got all these, like, friendship attachments to Phoebe. And just, he's like, he's a quirky friend he's known for years. and I get that. But if he didn't know any better, he would just be seeing Phoebe. And we obviously see that later on with one of Phoebe's dates, where he thinks he's dating Ursula. But then he dates Phoebe and can't tell them apart. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, I think Joey's going in just for looks. He's not going in for personality. I think this is this is weird, almost like friend zone type thing in Joey's head, where he wouldn't date Phoebe because Phoebe's his friend. Oh, you can't say that. We we know what Joey and Phoebe have been getting up to for all ten series. We do. And you know they they share a kiss. They do at least once. I just think it's principle of you've got friends that you wouldn't date, whereas if someone looked exactly like them and wasn't 
your friend, you'd be like, hell yes. Well, even even the actors wanted like uh, Joey and Phoebe to just basically announce at some point in time, like, oh yeah, we've we've been casually hooking up for all these years, and fit to be a big surprise. So I, I think you're a bit wrong there. In saying like he he sees her as just a friend. No, I think I think for the context of this episode, he does. Maybe for like the wider okay. the wider scope of friends, maybe not. But for this episode, I think it's definitely played down there. It's okay to think Ursula's hot because. She's Ursula, and there's a distance there as opposed to the closeness he shares with Phoebe. Yeah, I, I, I can't see that. I just think he's just looking at her, just going, "She's attractive." It's like, but so would Phoebe be? I mean, it's the same person. To go all you know, Roger on the situation, it could just be this is a way of him dealing with his attraction to Phoebe without having to deal with his attraction to Phoebe. You gone very deep there. Yes. Yeah. Got a bit <laughs> yeah. <shy. laughs> uh, but you know, it, you know, you're right. It, it makes some sense. Like you know, you could. He could be attracted to her for personality because they do look at her and go, "That's not Phoebe." Like they they know who Ursula is, which is weird because Phoebe has not seen her sister in years. No, or mentioned her. No. So how do they know who Ursula is? I assume it just came up in conversation. They were like, "Phoebe, what's up?" And she'd be like, "Phoebe, I'm Ursula. Phoebe's my sister." And they're like, "Oh, okay." And then it all unraveled. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, they sense. might know she's got a sister, but again, just she's not mentioned. No. Uh but, you know, Ross has to leave. He's got a parenting class to go to, which he has to announce, you know, for, for his reason for leaving. But he's comfortable with it, so it's not important, but he still announces it to the whole group. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it is weird. Like, he's not comfortable about it. I mean, I'm not entirely sure what Lamar's is, even after watching the episode and, like, it learned it, to breathe through birth. Well, it's, it's basically a parenting class, so... Mostly it's going to be for, for women in, like, this is what's going to happen, like, during the birthing period. But then it's also the stuff afterwards, like, here's how to change a nappy. Here's how to do this. Here's, like, you know, other things you need to do for your child. And it's and it'll be just, like, stupid stuff of, like, what are things that you need to, you know, if your child's crying, what should you do? And it'll be like, feed them, burp them, etc., change them, right? And, it's just, and it'll just be stupid stuff like that, just to make sure... You're completely aware of what you're doing right now. I suppose that makes sense in a way, though, like, and has a use. Because if you're a single, like, only child, for instance, mm. and you've not grown up around other kids, you've probably never had to deal with babies before or children. Well, I, I don't even think it's that. I think it is just like, you know, if you tried to buy a dog, you generally have to pass, like, some kind of check for, like, especially, especially if you're buying, like, a, a home, like, a homeless dog or whatever. But of a baby, anyone can have. We've no check at all about any of your worth of being able to look after one, right? But also, it answers a lot of questions of like, what's gonna, what's the birth gonna be like? How's it gonna be? Because it's not like the TV shows where you see their their legs up in stoops or whatever, and they're just like, oh, it's a little bit painful. So the the classes are so everyone knows exactly what's going to go on because most people's knowledge of, of childbirth or whatever is a bit a bit twisted. Compared yeah. to what it actually is, I guess I might find out one day. Unless <laughs> maybe, maybe one day with one of your amazing <laughs> notes. <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, I mean, my uh, my ex used to joke about her having a baby, um, and I always said that we need to make sure we plan it so that the birth doesn't clash with the playoff. <laughs> because if the Devils make the finals, I'm not missing Game Seven to have a baby. I'm like, <laughs> I, I did. I did see a TikTok with a guy in the car going to hospital with his heavily pregnant like wife or girlfriend or whatever, uh, who's in labour. And he's like, like singing like England's coming home, he's coming home, and she's like, stop it! <laughs> like it's like, oh my god, you picked the wrong man for this moment. I mean, I'd probably think it's coming home with the child all the way back. To be fair, why not? Especially given you know the Euros we just had. That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, but you know, so you know, they're at the parenting class, uh, and they're going to explain, you know, who's who, which is what you do. You you go around and you're like, ah, oh, you know, this is us, and this is what we're going through, and you find out. For most people, like having a child or like pregnancy can be pretty terrible, and you know, very few people have it just like easy, like like TV shows, I guess. Mm. Um, but you know, Ross has to tell us about his little special relationship, I guess. We're the Rostons. Uh, I'm JC, and he's Michael, and we're having a boy and a girl. <laughs> Good for you. Alrighty, next. Hi, um, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm Ross Geller, and uh, that's that's my boy in there, and uh, this is Carol Willick, and this is Susan Bunch. <laughs> Susan is um, Carol's just. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? I'm sorry, I didn't get Susan is. Susan's Carol's 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 friend. Life partner. Like buddies. <laughs> Like lovers. You know how close women can get. Susan and I live together. Although I was married to her. Carol, not me. Uh, right. It's a little complicated. A little. But we're fine. Absolutely. I get it. He's, he's emasculated in this situation. He's got all these happy couples, men and women, together. And then he's like, yeah, they're the couple and I'm just like the donor. Yeah. I mean, you know that every single person in that room was sat there. Every couple was yeah. sat there going, why are the free people there? Well, not always, because, like, you could have, like, say, like, if you're younger, you like, your mum might be there as well. Now, obviously, neither of them look like their mums or whatever. Um, there could be a reason, like, you'd be like, you know, I need support, like, from multiple people. Like, yes, Ross is great, but also I want, like, you know, my, my female friend's perspective to help me through this. Like, I don't, I don't think it's that weird. Ross makes it super weird. I know, I'd probably be sat there thinking, she's a lesbian. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, this is what's happening. But then that's only because of friends, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he he makes it worse. If he'd just gone, oh, you know, this is, you know, the the mother of my child and this is her you know, life partner or whatever you want to call I it. I hate that expression. It is weird. Life partner. Yeah. First of all, it sounds like a sentence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is the person for the end of time. <laughs> and then secondly, it's just... No one refers to like straight couples as life partners. No, it's just this weird. Like, oh, it's going to be like this weirdly. Or, or even just say her partner. Yeah, like life partner is just odd to me. It's like, oh, we have to, we have to remove any kind of sexual nuance from their relationship because yeah. it makes weird people feel uncomfortable. And it's like, no, that's my girlfriend. Get over it. Yeah, I, I find it funny that he doesn't try and make a joke of this situation. Like, oh, this is the the woman I met at the bar. I don't know who she is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he does make it worse. So we then head to uh, Chandler's job where Nina enters. Hi, Nina, come on in. You wanted to see me? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I was just going over your data here, and little thing, you've been postdating your Friday numbers. Which is bad because. Well, it throws my weenus out of whack. <laughs> Excuse me? Weenus, <clears throat> weekly estimated net usage. Oh, net usage statistics, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Won't happen again. I wouldn't want to do anything to hurt your weenus. So when you next write one of your dirty messages to, to these many women, <laughs> you, you, you need to use the words, vulva, it's put my weenus out of whack, please don't hurt my weenus. <laughs> I, th- I think, yeah, just put as many friends' references in as you possibly can and report back to us. So you want me to guarantee that I'll never see that person again? <laughs> if they're a Friends fan, you know, you've, you found your lobster, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> Make no promises, but okay. Uh, yeah, so she goes. She goes very quickly from, you know, your your weenus to ah, oh, I won't hurt your weenus. Yeah, like I'm as we've established in previous episodes, oblivious to when people are trying to flirt with me. But Nina ain't subtle at this point. No. Although I did love how Chandler had to get out a sports trophy from uh, his drawer yes. just before she entered and be like, yep, there it is. Because that's what you think when you look at Chandler. You think sports yeah. and successful athlete. Although we need to talk about his office at some point, uh, maybe in one of the future episodes, because he has a lot of toys in there. Like there, there's, there's desk toys and office toys, and he just has toys. <laughs> it's bored. Yeah. Yeah, I I know like Chandler is weird and wacky, but yeah, he uh, he goes over the top. But you know, Nina, Nina seems pretty keen pretty quickly. Like we don't know their relationship before this. No, but you know, even Chandler can see like you know she's attracted to him. And again, just like Bug Lady last episode, Nina's really cute. Yep. What what is one <laughs> night is brunette women doing to me over here? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So your your argument is well, why why they're no attractive women around me, and why can't I just go up to women and just be like, how are you doing? And they just instantly fall for me. So why don't women around me look like professional actresses from the nineties? I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, this is the problem with like friends. Is like if you look at it for like dating advice in a sense, it's like they all just go, hey, good looking, and everyone just goes, hey, nice to meet you. Do you want to come back to my place right now? And they were like, yeah. It, Life doesn't work as easily as it does for the friends group, does Certainly it? It doesn't for me. No. <laughs> no, no, definitely definitely not for any of us. My right? weenus is definitely at <laughs> work. <laughs> uh, we then uh, see Monica, and she's eating some Chinese takeout. Uh, but, you know, Chandler noticed that... Uh, that Nina's cute. Yeah, I guess she did. I mean, it's hard not to, but really, dating work people? Don't know. I feel like you have an issue with this. Has this happened to you in the past where it hasn't worked out from dating someone at work? Yeah, she became a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> um, to me, it's just it's the my brain goes down the what I, if this goes wrong route. I know you said before, you know, you work at work and you play at home. Yep. In a previous episode, but I, I feel like you know, I, I get your point. Like if you work together, like and you break up, then yeah, it's super awkward. But. Well, not even just that, like, it's, it, in 2021, like, the, the kind of, I guess, the nervousness with which I would attempt to flirt with someone I worked with, given the current climate, it's, okay. it's, it's just too, okay, do I really want to, like, if, if, I get, if I'm getting the wrong signal here, or I'm completely mistaken in you know, her, her affections, this could be me getting fired. Okay, okay, get that. Because, like, I've, I've worked with people uh, in, like, larger offices where couples have worked together, and I'm like, how do you do this? You're like... You're at work together for eight, eight to ten hours a day, and then you go home together. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I've worked at places where it's been company policy that you can't date people you work with. I've always found that weird. Like, I, I kind of get it because they don't want the issues you're, you're saying. Yeah, but at the same time, I've always said like, the best way to meet someone is probably like through friends or you know other re, uh, other ways like that that closeness, I guess, rather than just random people. So meeting someone at work seems fairly natural to me. Yeah, I mean, like, well. I guess it depends. I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, I guess you have to be adult about it. Like, if things don't work out, like, you can't can't bring, like, your personal life into your job. Yeah, I think in Chandler's situation, it, it's more awkward because he's her boss. So, yeah, like, on the one hand, he doesn't work directly with her, so he's not in the office 24-7. No. On the other hand, like you say, he's her boss, and there's going to be potential favoritism there and other things. Yeah, and, you know, through the lens of 2021, asking out a subordinate, at work is definitely 
it has questionable power dynamics, I would say. It does, yes. Even though we, we know Chandler well and you know we know he's not that way inclined. No. We don't know Nina, but you know, based on her weenus comment, we, <laughs> we feel like she's into Chandler, so Yeah, she she's hitting on Chandler definitely. Like he's he's indifferent. Because he's the boss. Yeah. Um But you know, we, we also have Marcel in the apartment and he's playing with the TV remote and he's found a way to change the TV to Spanish. So this subplot doesn't really make much sense to me and you, I guess. American TV has different languages to select from, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Because I've seen this on a few TV shows where like, you get the little sap thing in the mm-hmm. corner and it's in Spanish. Whereas we literally have you know, just English. Mm-hmm. Unless you're watching you know, something that is a foreign film and you choose the selection. But that would only be like through Netflix or whatever. You couldn't do that on your TV normally. No, you could get subtitles up. That would be, well, back in the day. In your language. Yeah, they're generated by, what, is it CFAX? Teletext? Uh, yeah, both, like both, both of those. But they, they were... Like hand typed whatever, yeah, and they were only available in the one language. Yeah, I don't. Well, I would never look. So I can't read another language, but I don't remember seeing the option. No, but. so, so you know, the, the subplot doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's still funny. I mean, it's nice to see Marcel again. To be fair, yeah, because um, he's in it for quite a long period of time, but he's only in about four episodes or so. Mm. So he's mentioned a lot. So, 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 so it feels a lot longer. But yeah, but it's nice to see see him. And and you know, we've had David Swimmer's comments in the past. So in the reunion episode he talks about how he didn't like the monkey. But so far, he's only had to really have one interaction with the monkey on his shoulder. Otherwise the monkey's been doing whatever. Yeah, I mean I suppose it's you know, it's the never work of children or animals part where you know, like yes to the rest of the world, it's a cute monkey playing yeah. with remote control. But if that's the ninth hour of your shoot and you're still trying to record that scene because a loud bang spooked the monkey into the rafters. You are yeah. going to be like, ugh. Like, I don't think he hated the monkey. I think he didn't like the complications of working with an animal. Yeah, I understand. So I know that the, the person who trained the monkey kind of hit back at... They've come out recently, yeah, about it, yeah. And they were saying, like, well, I don't know what they said. I didn't read it because... Well, yeah, they was like, you know, he, he doesn't understand. These are both trained monkeys. It's it's upsetting he's saying this stuff, especially as like one of them has passed away in the last couple of years. Uh, he clearly... And, and they go they go into David Swimmer quite harshly. And they're like, you know, it's it's clearly affected him because it's like 20 years later and he's still talking about this. Like, get over it. It's a monkey. Like, you know, maybe if he was a better actor, you know, he could have dealt with it a bit more. And they're like, oh, well, that's a bit <laughs> the, the, the like... claws are out. I'm not sure if they say that exactly like that, but that's that's sort of where they're going with this. Like, you know, like, just deal with it. If you had an issue, we solved it at the time. Your issue still goes on 20 years later. Like, you know, it was a thing that we did once. Yeah, given that David Trimmer's background is mostly theatre-based before, you know, he, he took on the yeah. friends, the job of friends. Uh, you know, you don't often get monkeys on any set or stage. So no. I can understand David Trimmer's kind of, you know, frustration with it. Yeah, I, I guess I would have been a bit more tactful about it. But at the same time, he probably was trying to do, to to know, heighten it for a joke. Yeah, he was, he was definitely meant as like a comedic, like, oh, I'll express a frustration comedically. Yes. And I don't think he was trying to slam the animal. No. But he he has actually done this before, though, they said. There was like, oh, he, he did this like a few years after this series came out. Mm. And then he's done it again now. So like, like, yeah, it's a bit much after 20 years. Well, I mean, I get that point. If you don't like an aspect of your job, you don't like an aspect of your no. job. To, like, to attack the man's ability to act seems a bit of an overreaction to me from the trainer. No. But I guess it's sort of upset because the monkeys passed away. You know, when people are in their feelings, they uh, say things they might regret later. Well, there was actually two monkeys that played Marcel. <gasps> two monkeys? Yeah. Oh, come on. You should know this. You're, you're a friend's super fan. I, might, I know. Maybe I listen. <laughs> I know that one of the monkeys was called Katie. Yep. Don't remember what the other one was called. 
Oh. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue. We'll, we'll come back to it. Come on, Mark. You should know. <laughs> yes, I should do. I should do. I should do, right? I should do. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Chandler asked why, why there were some Xmas lights up outside. Uh, it's because Rachel forgot to take them down. She's basically just like, no one told me. And Monica's like, I put a note here. How long has the note been there? Like, And we know now it is sometime after New Year's mm-hmm. at this point. Um, they don't look like Christmas lights to me. No, they look fine. If they were up all year round, just as like decoration for outside. Yeah, I mean, I know lots of women that just have like random lights attached to a wall. <laughs> um, I know some guys that have got. I, I was going to say, is your is your man cave just a picture, picture, pitch black darkness? <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> where, where you crawl out from your hole every every so often. Yeah, to fetch my fedora. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll be like, yeah, they're fine. Like, it wouldn't bug me if they were there. They don't look particularly festive. If they had like giant reindeers and trees on. Maybe I'd be annoyed they were there, but the lights that are on there, I'm like, whatever. But then again, it's Monica, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah, she, she's a clean freak. They're not supposed to be there, so they've got to go. Well, Jerry wants to go back to Riffs to see Ursula. Hey, where you been? I went back to Riffs. I think Ursula likes me. All I ordered was coffee. She brought me a tuna melt and four plates of curly fries. <laughs> Score. <laughs> she is so hot. Yeah, listen, okay, before you do anything Joey-like, you might want to run it by, uh... Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Thebes? Yeah. You think it would be okay if I asked out your sister? Why? Why would you want to do that? Why? Well, so that if we went out on a date, she'd be there. <laughs> well, I mean, not my sister's, you know, whatever. And, um, I mean, it's true, we were one egg once, but, um, you know, we've grown apart, so, um, I don't know. Why not? Okay. Cool. Thanks. You know what, Phoebe's a good friend here. She is. This is a selfless good deed. Joey's not. No. Like, clearly Phoebe's uncomfortable. Yep. But, I mean, it would be weird, like, if, if a friend told me they wanted to ask out the person that looked exactly like me. I think I'd both be like freaked out, and he'll be insulted. It would it would just be odd. At the same time, if she was closer to her sister, she would be like, "No, not with Joey." Yeah. I know, I know what Joey does. Yeah, like no, Joey's <laughs> Joey now. Uh, but no, yeah, Phoebe's, Phoebe's is being being a nice friend here, I suppose, and doesn't want to object. But you know, many many people would. I can see why you no. would want would object to be no, fair. Definitely. Uh, I have been thinking actually. Maybe the reason that Ursula's hot and Phoebe's isn't, aside from their friendship, is the way they dress. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Ursula's a lot more stylish and sleek than yep. Phoebe. Phoebe's a lot more boho, hippie, yep. any old outfit, to be fair. There's not very often... When they dress up and go out, Phoebe looks, you know, always looks amazing. But her general day-to-day, she's not as well put together as Ursula. She has. She has a certain style, right? Yeah. Which, if you're not into, then yeah, like, if... It'd be, it'd be the difference between, like, Phoebe in a nice flowery dress and... Ursula in, like, you know, leather pants or whatever. Yeah. Sort of thing. So, yeah, no, I get that. Uh, but, oh, dear, at the, the baby class, as Ross steps on a baby doll's head. Like, you're meant to be a dad soon. Like, you've got to be careful. Babies In Ross's defence, whoever's doll that was, it's their fault. Don't leave the baby on the floor in front of the door. <laughs> it is, but babies end up in front of doors, don't they, because they move. But 
There's no real babies in there. No, I know, but is, is, that, a, is that a parenting class? It should be good. Um, if I ever walk into your house and step on your baby, it's your own fault for leaving <laughs> your baby there. <laughs> like, it's totally... You knew there was a door. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move on from this. Uh, you know, Carol is late, so uh, it's just Ross and uh, Susan again, which is always a great time. We're going to start with some basic third-stage breathing exercises. So, mummies, why don't you get on your back? And coaches, you should be supporting mummy's head. What? 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 I am supposed to be the mommy? Okay, I'm going to play my sperm card one more time. Look, I don't see why I should have to miss out on the coaching training just because I'm a woman. I see. So what do you propose to do? Yeah, I will flip you for it. Flip me for it? No, no, no. Heads, heads, heads. <laughs> On your back, Mom. <laughs> All right, Mommies, take a nice, deep, cleansing breath. Good. Now imagine your vagina is opening like a flower. Oh, I, I hate anyone that describes anything like that as a flower. I've not had a baby, but I imagine it doesn't feel like an opening <laughs> flower. Because you're, you're thinking of like a rose that's gently like petals spread away. Yeah, d- d- childbirth sounds traumatic <laughs> and yeah. violent and horrible and painful. Not, no. I'm, sh- I'm sure in like sex ed class, you probably like saw one of those videos. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like... Nothing about it. He's like, yes, I want to have a baby right now. He's like watching war footage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, it was, oh my God, why would anyone do this? Yeah. Like, I've, I've never been happier to be a man. You know, oh my God. Like, it's almost like I feel guilty. I'm like, oh my God, at some point, I might have to put a woman through this. But at least it's not me. But, yeah, at least it's not me. Like, nope. Like, but, crazy respect. I do, I do like Susan and Ross together. They, they make a great couple. <laughs> I, I, my brain sometimes doesn't want to like Susan. Yeah. But I can't help myself. She's so funny. I didn't like Susan, but the more I watch, I'm like, I, lo- I love how she makes Ross squirm with this. At the same time, she, she plays this like weird gender stereotype, and it's like, well, Ross is going to get nothing out of this. You should probably be mummy because you know how it's, you know, what you're going to do. And you know how Carol's probably going to feel like this. Ross has no idea. No, well, I guess that from Susan's perspective, she's not the pregnant one. No. And I guess it gives us a hint at how. Susan sees herself. Susan clearly sees herself as more as the, you know, the I guess the man of the relationship. Not that there is one, um, you know. And she wants to be like she needs to learn how to support Carol because she's going to be there when Carol yeah. has the baby. So I, I get what she's doing. It's just weird when she plays that. Oh, I'm supposed to be the the woman because I'm a woman, and it's like oh. I, I feel I feel basically she just wants Ross to do it because it'd be funny. She just wants to make him uncomfortable. Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, you you are like well, of course Ross is going to assume this because. You're going to understand what the woman is talking about. I have no idea. Yeah, and Ross is the father of the child. Yeah. So I think mostly for Ross, it's like, I am the dad. I will do the, the traditional dad role. Whereas... Because what can, what can he learn from doing this? Yeah, like, okay, great. Like, whatever. Um, it's an odd one. It, it, it's an odd scene. I, I do like that Susan enjoys making Ross feel uncomfortable. But I also like how she kind of deals with Ross being around quite well. Like she does nine times out of ten she's reacting to the vibe ross is giving her as opposed to being openly aggressive yeah um she tends not to start the banter but she's definitely good at winning the banter well talk, talking about banter i think for one of your fourth messages you should put 
you need to use the the word opening flower. Okay, I think you're gonna go. I'll play my spam card again. <laughs> you can, fifth one, there we go. There's a fifth one, mate. Uh, we we then head back to to Chandler's office as a co-worker walks in, uh, talking about the weenus and uh, something else. Mr. D, how's it going, sir? Uh, it's been better. The annual net usage statistics are in, and it's pretty ugly. We haven't seen an anus this bad since the seventies. <laughs> so what does this mean? Well, we're going to be laying off people in every department. Hey, listen, I know I came in late last week, but I slept funny and my hair was very, very straight. Not you. Relax. Ever have to fire anyone? Nina? <laughs> Nina? 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 Are you okay? Yes. Yes, I am. <clears throat> uh, listen, the reason that I called you in here today was, uh, please don't hate me. What? Would you like to have dinner sometime? <laughs> so for me, the weenus and the anus, that's my joke of the show. My joke. It's my joke. I'm and, uh, not surprised. And, 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 and not because it's the most funniest joke. It's one that doesn't really get a laugh. It's more for the fact that the writers clearly wanted to use anus for some reason and they found a way to do it. <laughs> it's just like, we will get an anus joke. Like, like they wanted to be childish and just put it in there. Uh, so I've got, to, I've got to congratulate them on that. Just wanting some rude jokes, really. Like, I, I, when with the line of, we've not seen an anus this bad since the 70s, yeah. we almost wish it was like a bush joke. Because yeah. to me, that would be even funnier if yep. it was like basic usage statistical hierarchy or some nonsense, you know, acronym. I think that would have been funnier. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you want to get a butt joke in there. Fire yeah. away, rise. <laughs> <laughs> like, carry on. But, you know, firing Nina, he does the classic Joe thing of like turning a line, just making it worse and worse and worse. Yep. It's like you get a big rate. Like, yes, firing her is not going to endear him very well. He could have been a bit more tactful about it, and I and I don't know how, but maybe not saying you're going to get the exact opposite in a big raise. I mean, or he, he doesn't get to that point just yet. Now he's just trying to fire an ass out, yeah. And then later on, you know, he digs the hole even deeper. He does. Um, again, I mean, I, I guess you would just have to fire her. It wouldn't be funny. But... No, I, f- I feel like he has to be like, look, I think you're great, but the boss is above me. Want to get rid of you because you was the the last one in or whatever, you make up something, right? So yeah. nice. Well, that's the weird thing about America where, you you know, it seems like you can just be fired. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, like, you need to justify it and there needs to be a reason. Otherwise, you're just getting sued for unfair dismissal, like, immediately. Yeah. I, I don't know his way around this because if he fires her, he can't then be like, do you want to go out with me? Like, he, maybe later on he could ask her, but still be awkward, right? I mean, I feel like I'd be like, right, have the company's having to let you go. This makes me sad. I enjoy having you around with that in mind. Do you want to get dinner? Yeah. I might treat for the bad news. Yeah. And then maybe she'll say yes. <laughs> and, then, and then you turn that around with, would you like to come back to my bedroom? <laughs> I, 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 I still don't think it works. <laughs> but, I mean, but maybe, right? I guess it depends how, how well she takes the news. Um, but yeah, it is awkward. I mean, mm. I, I guess you just have to accept that your little crush on Nina is not going anywhere because you're having to fire the girl. No, like... Maybe you could have had the date first and then fired her the day after, but maybe that's worse. Maybe fire her, because he has to, and then like a week later, give her a call. I, to I, think, I think that's the only way, but even that might be weird for her, right? 
Uh, instead, we, you know, head to the coffee house where Rachel asks Phoebe what she wants for her birthday. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoebe wants her dead mum back. It's kind of sweet. Uh, it's not really going to happen, though, is it? It's weird to ask, given that it's not going to happen. No. Like, like especially, as it's not like her mum has just died. It's years at this point. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to, to say, that's what you want for your birthday. Yeah, and it, it's, it's a very odd response. Yeah. Like, if you could wish for anything... Fine, that's a perfect answer. It's not particularly funny either. No, it's just no. grim. Just like, no, oh. it's, it's still sweet though, like the way she says it. Well, I suppose uh, that's, it's Phoebe, isn't it? She's being honest. She might not. Phoebe doesn't think it's a weird answer. No. Phoebe's asked, oh, what do you want for your birthday? And, and this is what I want. Yeah. she wants. That's what Phoebe wants, so. Yeah, she, she's, not, she's not someone who's very materialistic or anything, is she? No, and she's, she's an open character. She's not deceitful. No. So I guess she's just answering it honestly, even if that does make everyone around her feel a bit weird. Oh, you're making it sweeter now. Uh, and then two women walking in the crowd cheers. Uh, I had no idea who who these are, but they um, they're, they're basically guest stars on this. But they're from Mad About You. Yes, um, I did recognise them. Okay, um, we discussed last episode that I quite liked Mad About You, and I would casually watch it as a youngster. Um, so I was like, oh, it's those guys from so, that thing. So you've got uh, Leela Kenzel who uh, plays Fran. And you've got Helen Hunt, who plays Jamie. Yep. Uh, I have no idea who these are because I've never watched it. So, But I, I understand that they, they must go to the place that Ursula yeah, go works to at. Yeah. yeah, so Helen Hunt is kind of like the, the female lead of the show. Okay. Um, and then like Franz her mate, basically. Okay. Uh, they try to talk to her and like they confirm it's Ursula, but you know, it's actually Phoebes. This, this, this I absolutely love. Like give, <laughs> give Lisa Kudrow an Emmy for, for this. Because the way she manages to still be Phoebe... Yeah, but somehow channel Ursula at the same time is just and the way it's written and delivered, everything about this this scene just blows me away, because she's she's still Phoebe. Yeah, and there's not a single part of this scene that makes me feel like she tried to be Ursula, but then somehow it's still perfectly Ursula at the same time. Yeah, because they're they're both a little bit, I guess, ditzy, and may come across as rude, but they're not actually being rude. Yeah, they they're just not paying attention to what they're saying, right? Well, it's like Ursula's blunt. Which people mm. probably see as rude, but then Phoebe's not the kind of person to not recognise someone and then be to question why they're talking to her. Yeah, it wouldn't be like, oh, we know what we want. Phoebe wouldn't be like, what the hell are you telling me for? She's she, like, she's super friendly, so she just goes in, doesn't she? Like, oh, as that's if she's nice. Gonna, yeah. and then yeah, just you know, sits down. Yeah, uh, it was weird that you know she sits at the the table by the windows by herself, but she's with like a stranger there. And then she's just reading a book. And I was like, who's at the sofa then? Like, it's just a weird place for her to go. Like, it makes sense story-wise. Yeah. But it's not a place where the characters go. They go to the, the sofa. They do go to the sofa. So, yeah. so who's at the sofa? That's what I have to know. Uh, but while we wonder about that, I think we should have a very quick ad break. Hi, Stu. Hi, Luke. Do you fancy doing a podcast covering every segment of every episode of the beloved 90s cartoon Animaniacs? No, I hate Animaniacs. Join me, Luke, the Warner lover, and him, Stu, the Warner resistor, for Animaniacs, covering every segment of every episode of the hit 90s cartoon Animaniacs, as well as its many spin-offs, including comics, video games, and the movie, not to mention the recent reboot. It's gonna be explainy to the max. Oh... Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast about the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, where we delve the depths of pop culture history. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. 
the the actual motive isn't to explore something that's quote yeah. scientifically possible or but neither is Star Wars and I know there's arguments about that but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction you haven't it's... read Dune you have, no I haven't you can never be the Kwisatz Haderach what mad universe on the Greenlit Podcast Network. And we're back at Monica's apartment. Uh, Monica can't believe that Chandler hasn't told the girl that she's lost her job. Understandable. Uh, and then Chandler, you know, he's trying to find the right moment, but there's never going to be a right moment now. Well, not if not you've asked her out, no. No, and, and Rachel's like, you know, honey, you're fired, but how about a quickie before I go to work? <laughs> Which I could see Chandler probably, you know, using. Yeah. It, it's so awkward now, though. Like you've... But this is another Chandler joke again, isn't it? I guess, yeah, it just feels slightly more yeah. Chandler than Rachel. But do you think in my head and our heads, we kind of just overestimate how funny Chandler is? So every time another member of the gang's funny, we're a bit like, that should be Chandler. No, I think it's the way around. I think we've underestimated Rachel and just thought she's, she's not funny. She's not but funny. actually, like, she's very quick-witted when she wants to be. I guess. I mean, in my head, Rachel's always going to be going, shoop, shoop, <laughs> yeah, shoop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's just, just how I see Rachel in my mind. Uh, Joey then enters and we get our first big brown bag advertisement. We get to see this bag a lot through the series. And it's always facing the camera perfectly. I've never noticed. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a famous bag. I forget what uh, company. I feel like Macy's is the company that, that has it. It's like their bag. I've been to Macy's. And, and it just says big brown bag on, on the side. And it's a big brown bag. But you, 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 you'll see this an awful lot. I like how your brain's immediately like sponsorship, advertising, and my brain's like it sets the scene. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're in New York. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot of like subtle advertisement like this in Friends. Well, it's it's not something we're particularly used to in the the UK. No, it's not something like now. We it has have... to it has to be up front and go. There's advertisement in this program. Yes, which is a recent development. I remember lots of people being upset that we were allowing product placement on our TV. Yeah, um, I well, think the only time I've ever overtly or noticed avert product placement is in the Transformers I was about to say the Transformers films where they have to have like a 360 spin around as a can flies really close to your face and shows you the logo in slow motion for 10 seconds yeah I mean the only one I liked was when the Xbox turns into a Transformer (laughs) okay that that fits a bit more right but I mean you know the less we talk about Michael Bay movies the better (laughs) (laughs) I guess so Uh, but you know we've got Mr. Heckles He's, he's come for a knock at the door hi Mr. Heckles you're doing it again. Doing what? We're not doing anything. We're, we're just sitting around talking. Quietly. I can hear you through the ceiling. My cats can't sleep. You don't even have cats. I could have cats. Goodbye, Mr. Heckles. We'll try to keep it down. This is actually the first time he's complained about noise. The girls have mentioned it before, but this yeah. is the first time he's done it. Uh, you know, his cats can't sleep. He could have a cat. I just, I just feel really sorry for Mister Heckles. It's like he's so old and lonely. Yeah, is that's why he's going downstairs to nag at the girls. He just wants to talk to somebody. Yeah, if they spoke to him for like a few minutes, he'd probably warm up to them quite quickly. Yeah, like if Monica baked him a cake and was like, "Hi, Mister Heckles. Here you go. How are you today?" Yeah, I think he would still be weird, but I don't um, know. Maybe I'm an optimist. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I just feel sorry for Mister Heckles. He's still rude. You know, he tries to steal cats, but you know. But you, you, you probably got a point there that he just wants some company, right? Bless him, he's a poor dab. Uh, Joey then wants to see uh, if a gift for Ursula will fit and ask Phoebe to try it on. That is so rude and creepy to do. Yep, like 
how inappropriate. Like if if you're going, hey, do you think Ursula would like this? Because you you're her sister. Fair enough. But don't go, hey, you're similar size. Wear this. No, it's 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 weird. Well, uh, what's weird is like he couldn't even ask her, would your sister like this? Because they don't speak. No, they've they've been estranged for years at this point. So there's no like logical reason to ask. And then basically saying you're the same size as your sister is just like. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's creepy and gross. Like, don't ask me to wear something. No, no, it's just inappropriate. He's taken her to ice capades, whatever that is. It it's a thing on ice. Okay, okay. It's not sport related, so <laughs> no. I'm like, no. Okay, if it's so, on ice, so, it so be... you heard of ice and you're like, huh? Oh, it's no, it's not hockey. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but you know, Phoebe's now not okay with them dating. I think like Basie's pushed pushed her over the edge. Yeah, I think she was uncomfortable to begin with, but was being a nice friend. And then mm. the more it goes on, I think in her brain she thought, oh. Joey having a one night stand with Ursula is weird, but whatever. But then them dating is someone else. When you know the idea that her a strange sister may be back in her life because her friend's dating him is it completely or dating her? Yeah, because she's going to see her. Yeah, different kettlefish. Yeah. We then end up at Chandler's office where he's kissing Nina. So good for him. Uh, until Mr. Douglas enters and uh, is surprised to see her. And that's the Chrysler Building right there. Oh. <laughs> Nina. Mr. Douglas. Cool tie. She's still here. Yes, yes, she is. Didn't I memo you on this? See, after I let her go, uh, I got a call from her psychiatrist, Dr. Flane, and, and Dr. Flane, and Dr. Flane. <clears throat> and uh, he informed me that uh, she took the news rather badly. In fact, he, uh, he mentioned the word frenzy. <clears throat> You're kidding. She seems so... Oh, no, no. Nina, she is... Woo, 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 woo. In fact, if you asked her right now, she would have no recollection of being fired at all. None at all. That's unbelievable. And yet believable. <laughs> so I've decided not to fire her again until I can be assured that she will be no threat to herself or others. I see. I guess you never really know what's going on inside a person's head. Well, I guess that's why they call it psychology, sir. You could never do this joke now. Nope. Be like, she's gonna, she's crazy, and she's gonna have a frenzy at the office. Like, no, no, <laughs> no that's the, that is bad. <laughs> it's not aged well. No. Uh, yeah, Chan, the lies in this show, and we've had a lot of them already in sixteen episodes. They go, they, yeah, they dig themselves in big, big holes, don't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, the second Nina clears up that she's not crazy, and Chandler's lied, it's just you know, Chandler's lied. Yeah, pretty like, much. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. I mean, it's a really horrible thing to make up about someone as well. Yep. Especially given that he's only doing it because he's sleeping with her now. Like, it's like, oh my God, yeah. like, you're being awful. Like, like, there's no way out of this because you're going to have to get rid of her at some point if she's got a psych evaluation going on. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no way out. At the, at the same time, like, in the UK at least, like, you couldn't fire someone because of stuff like that. No, for, good for, Lord, for no. mental illness or anything like that. Like, you'd have to, there'd have to be proper reason to do that. Yeah, with the duty of care and all that kind yeah. of stuff, isn't there? But I just feel really sorry for her. Like, but at the same time, it's almost quite nice that no one he like you know his bot Chandler's boss isn't like no fire her right now. He's yeah. like, oh, okay, if if that's what's happening, we'll just not fire her for now. Because- uh, may- yeah, may- maybe we should uh, make sure she's got no weapons on her every time she enters and stuff like. Especially if you're telling me she's going on a frenzy. Because my logic was like, oh well, I call security. Like, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, oh, she's crazy. I'll call security if she if she's not safe. I don't want to hurt herself. Because th- this could actually go. Yeah, it could get. Very bad, right? Yeah, but 
you know, Chandler wants to get his end away, so we'll keep lying <laughs> to everybody. Uh, someone who's already done that is Ross, and he's at the parent class watching videos of babies being born, and we've discussed uh, <laughs> what that looks like. Delicate opening flower, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ross is a terrible parent. Though. Like, you can see he's going to be a terrible parent, because he's just like, ooh, like, you know, he's not taking it seriously. He's not he's goofing around. Yep. Uh, but, you know, Ross now realises he's actually going to be a father and actually have to look after something that's, you know, not a monkey. She yeah. does a bad job of anyway, right? Yeah, he's not a very good disciplinarian, to be fair. Because, you know, we, we forget he's still got Marcel and how terrible he is with him. Um, so, yeah, he's we'll, we'll go on some fan theories at some point about Ross and his, uh, his children in the future. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a nice line not too long after this where he says he knew he was having a child but he didn't quite realise the child was having him <laughs> yeah and I, I guess it is a big you know like there's the expectation of how am I going to cope with a with a child and it's like oh my god how is my child going to cope with me yeah <laughs> I mean I'd assume that he I don't know why it didn't occur to him it would definitely have occurred to Monica given her yeah. relationship with her mother um, I suppose Ross only has a really good relationship with his parents because he's the favourite golden boy yeah but it, it's a nice moment to see a bit of a vulnerable Ross, I suppose. It's nice to see Ross take the pregnancy as more than, oh my God, my wife's a lesbian and pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because when it's pregnant, it's so far removed from anything. It doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's, it's like you saying, oh, I'm going on holiday or I'm going to buy this thing. Like, you don't own it yet. Yeah, like, especially from the male perspective, you know, you're not yeah. carrying the child yeah. and your, your direct actions aren't having an impact on, on the, like, you know, the, the safety of the child right. whereas if you're the mother you're like well the second you know you're pregnant you're like right life changes immediately yeah and well you you feel i guess closer a woman feels closer to like her child in that way whereas a man you're just like i feel fine i feel great everything's yeah. <laughs> the same for me so far there's a thing on the way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it'll be fun i get to play with them and have all the fun times i get to buy the toys and yeah. talk about dinosaurs yeah. uh but, you know, Phoebe wants to know if uh, joey and ursula have slept together joey hasn't which is a surprise I, I feel like it's not for lack of trying at this point. I'm like, it's definitely Ursula being a bit demanding and sassier than maybe. I think Joey's used to. I don't, I, I don't know why I think this because they give you zero Joey Ursula time together. Hmm. But in my head, she's just too abrupt and I guess strong willed to fall for Joey's how you doing. She's just like, well, date because you're cute. Yeah, like she, she doesn't know what he's doing. It's just like, I'm doing fine. Yeah, look, I, I definitely think there's a, a power shift in this because normally the women are fawning all over Joey yeah. and, you know, like really, you know, not desperate for his attention, but they pursue Joey because he's the one that's always discarding the women. But this around, I get the sense that Ursula's definitely much, she's, you know, she's wearing the trousers in this, definitely. this dating scene. We then head back to uh, Chandler's office where Nina enters and wants to talk about the strange looks everyone is giving her and taking away her scissors. Do you have a sec? Uh, sure, Nina. What's up? I don't know. For the past couple days, people have been avoiding me and giving me these really strange looks. Oh, well, uh, maybe that's because they're uh, jealous of us. Maybe. But that doesn't explain why they keep taking my scissors. <laughs> uh, well, maybe that's uh, because you're getting a big raise. <laughs> I am? Sure, why not? Oh, my God. You're amazing. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> Alan, can we make sure we put through the paperwork on Miss Bookbinder's raise? So you still want me to send her psychological profile to personnel? What? Helen drinks. <clears throat> Will you marry me? Bookbinder is such a strange turning. 
I know that shouldn't be my takeaway from this scene. Yeah. It should be, look at the whole channel is digging. But it just doesn't sound like a real surname. Okay, I get that. Like, in the UK, we have, like, old, like, medieval surnames that are based on, you know, someone's trade. Yeah. Like, you know, Butcher yep. or Fletcher, that kind of stuff. But, like, Bookbinder, <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't sound like a real name. Uh, yeah, we would have to look at the spelling of that, right? It, it, it is Bookbinder. Oh, okay. I had the subtitles on. Okay. I couldn't work out. I was just trying to work out. I think in the previous episode when the secretary tells Chandler that the boss wants to see him, I couldn't spell the boss's name. Okay. I'm like, how do I spell this name? So I just put the subtitles on. Right, okay. Yeah. okay. But they were still on at this well, point. That, uh, well, that's helpful. Yeah. For, yeah. For but it is spelled how exactly how you'd expect Bookbinder to be spelled. Yeah. But, you know, h- how long can these lies go on for? Uh, not not long, it seems, I guess. Not after the psychobile comment. No, no. Uh, there was no, there was no way out for him on this. Like, it was always going to go one way, and it was this way. And he, he's lucky that she's not tried to sue him or something. Yeah, again, I mean, you know, like, right, not like his honesty with Rachel last episode. At some point, you just need to come clean, and this would have been the time. Okay, the reason they're taking you is because I was supposed to fire you. I didn't fire you because I like you. But then the boss started asking questions, and I panicked and lied about you being mental, and. That's why they're like, because she's still going to be mad at you. She's still going to break up with you and never see you again. But at least she would be like, I understand. Oh, you know, to be a bit of respect. Yes. You maybe wouldn't get whacked with a stapler. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't figure that one out because if it's, he'd have to put his hand into the stapler. If it's one of those like uh, bent over ones or if it's like a handheld one, like, I, I, yeah. Well, you just, you just, the fault, the stapler's got a hinge. Yeah, yeah. You just open the hinge. And then if you whack the top down hard enough, it will just use the hand as the base and push but, it. But then why is, she, why is she holding a stapler in her hand? Maybe because she has got psychological issues. Maybe, but maybe, you, you yeah. tell the kind of school I grew up in where you're like, how would you weaponize a stapler? And I'm like, like <laughs> this! <laughs> uh, well, getting away from the weapons, you know, Phoebe can't stop thinking about Joey and Ursula. Not in that way. Uh, you know, they don't get on. She doesn't want Joey and uh, Ursula to get together. So she goes and, you know, talks to Joey and finds Ursula at Joey's door. Which, awkward. It is. I do think at this point that Phoebe's discomfort is, is, I don't think it's a selfish one because it's Phoebe. She's already kind of, you know, said, yeah, go ahead, ask my sister out. I think it's just Ursula's Ursula and Phoebe knows what she's like. Yeah. And doesn't think she's good enough for Joey and wants to look out for Joey. Well, also, she doesn't like her sister. So why would you do anything positive for your sister if you don't like them? I guess, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's even that. I think it's just. I don't think Phoebe's wired that way. I don't think Phoebe would look at it and be like, "Right, I'll spite my sister." Yeah, I think it's literally just she's not good enough for Joey. Joey's Joey. She's going to hurt him at some point. Because, because yeah, we don't know much about Ursula at this point. Unless you've watched Mad About You, you might have an inkling more. Yeah, but otherwise, for for someone new to to Ursula, you don't know too much. And we we find out more in future episodes, I guess. Yeah, and you definitely get the sense from the Man About You's characters' reactions to Ursula that she's not a warm person. No. Um, but no, I don't think there's any kind of selfish motivation in, in Phoebe not wanting them to date. I think it's more trying to protect Joey. Yeah. I think that's more consistent with Phoebe's character, at least. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we then get our final scene where Rachel is finally taking down the Xmas lights after being moaned at by Monica. And then she falls off the balcony and is luckily tangled in the lights outside Mr. Heckle's window. Now, I'm going to play the clip in a second, but that's horrific. I mean, yeah, it's terrifying, to be fair. Like, she fell off a building. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So let's say the clip first and we'll, we'll get into it. 
Rachel, what are you doing? It's freezing out here. Would you come back inside? No, 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 no. You wanted me to take him down, so I'm taking him down. Okay? Oh. Rachel! Rachel! I'm okay. I'm okay. Mr. Eccles? Mr. Eccles, could you, could you help me, please? See, this is just the kind of thing I was talking about. Like, it's kind of funny until you actually think about it and you're like, oh, she is so lucky that tangled around her foot. Otherwise, she would have gone splat and be dead. And then it's uh, just five friends. Yeah. And then Heckle's reaction of, there's a woman precariously dangling from the Christmas lights on my window. Yeah. And you're like, that's what I was talking about. Funny joke. Now, well, no, I think he's, what he's talking about is the noise, the banging. Yeah. Because he can do, all he hears is the banging. He doesn't know she's outside. No, true. And he's just like, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. That noise, they always make it. And it's like, she's trying to get in. She's trying attention. to not die. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to get his attention. So yeah, uh, no, I think he's funny, but like, yeah, it's horrific. Like how basically almost kill off a character. Yeah, like obviously they weren't going to, no. but it's a. I don't know at what point during the writing of this episode someone went, "What if Rachel fell off?" Yeah, like, but why? Why would why would that need to happen? Yeah, like, it, why are we putting our character in peril? Even if you know we know it's not going to have the result we feared it might. No, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense from my own point of view because like, when you have a similar situation with Joey and Ross trying to climb down the fire escape, they have a reason to get down the fire escape. Yeah. Whereas, okay, yes, she's, she's having to take the, the lights off. But then how do you jump to... Joke about Mr. Heckles. Yeah. Well, when you've got the climb down the ladders, you know, front ways, back ways, in you know, the episode we're all familiar with, it's established that it's quite the drop. Yeah. But it's not a life-threatening. It's, it's probably about 10-foot drop. drop, really, like... Yeah, maybe a sprained ankle. Yeah, broken leg if you're really unlucky, but not life-threatening danger. It, it depends if you uh, avoid the brown stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rachel toppling over the balcony, definitely bye bye Rachel. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's just dumb luck that she got caught up. Yeah, no more shoop shoop shoop. <laughs> no, <laughs> thankfully that didn't happen. Uh, you know, we had we had a previous episode which was just full of joke. It was like joke, joke, joke. And this one was like, oh, joke, joke, joke. Like it's, I, I like this episode more than you though. Yes, I. Well, I think it, I think it's just because if when you're binging Friends the way we do, it's much easier to notice the difference in pacing with episodes. Yeah. When you're watching it weekly, you you've probably have forgotten the pacing of the last episode. It's not something you really think about, and then you've got a new episode to watch. Yeah. Whereas to me, the, the episode before was like ping, 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 and I'm like, yes, this is hilarious, like non-stop laugh a minute, and this was. Still funny. It just it just felt a lot less funnier. I, I wonder if like even a word. our actual episode is uh is is similar and people are like, oh the last episode was like joke, 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 fun, ping, 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 and then this episode they're like, Oh, it's a lot downer. Well, I mean, you know, technically <laughs> even, that... even though we record this we've recorded these two episodes uh, together basically. Technically that's friends' fault. Because, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, our show's only here because their show exists. Well, well I, I'm thinking we're, we're a little bit tired because we've been doing this for many hours now. And also, it is 30 degrees in this office. It is very warm. With, with no aircon. I just think there's, there's some funny stuff in this episode. There's funny situations in the episode. There aren't many jokes in this episode. No. Whereas the previous episode, there are jokes from all characters at all times. Whereas the comedy in this is very... You know, it is a sitcom, but it's situational. You're laughing at like the uncomfortability of Ross and Susan at the Lamar's class. There's, you know, there's Chandler trying to fire somebody. There aren't many jokes because all the humour is, oh, the cringy situation. It not is. Not here's my funny one-liners. We, we also don't get to spend much time with any one friend in particular for their no. story. 
Uh, it just kind of bounces around with just little bits for each one to deal with, but not enough for any one of them to go off on. Yeah, look, we often discuss like the main through plot of the episode and the subplot, whereas to me this kind of felt like all subplots. Yes. I mean, if you look, because of what's the standout plot of the episode, I'd be like, uh, don't know. Well, yeah, because you have like Ross at the baby classes, Joey is off screen with Ursula, Phoebe is sort of similar in that role, uh, Monica doesn't really do anything. Nope. Chandler is by himself in the office. And um, Rachel is just kind of not there either. Yeah, it's just, it's just a very... It's, it's not a bad episode. No. It's just compared to the previous one and other episodes in Friends series. It's just like, okay, it's there. Yeah, it has its moments. I think yeah. that's a good way to put it. It's definitely not bad. It's just... It's okay. It's a passable episode, but you know, I'm not. You, I wouldn't say this is going to stand out. Like if I said, "Oh, tell me your favorite episode of Friends," I can't imagine anyone saying, "Oh, it's this one." Well, I guess this is a time when you can tell us what you thought of this episode. So you can write to us on our website, watchingfriends.com. There's a contact form there. Tell us what you think. You can tweet us at Watch Friends Pod, uh, and you could do that on Facebook as well if you use that. And where else can we find you, Ryan? You can find me at GameHype.co.uk. And you can find me at fuzzballs.co where I draw little cute animals and do t-shirts and mugs and other merch. You should check it out. Uh, I think I think we're done now, aren't we? Yeah. This episode. We will be back next Friday. Yep. Thankfully, we're not going to fall off any balconies. No, no, hopefully not. Uh, so yeah, we're back every Friday with a new episode of Watching Friends Podcast. Thank you for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this. We do. Cheerio. See you later.